0: For a beautiful smile, the life of Riley, for laughs. Teal, T-E-E-L, Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice. That's it, T-E-E-L. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, brings you the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Remember, friends, for beautiful smiles, it's Teal, And right now, it's the life of Riley. The other day, our hero, Chester A. Riley, tried to prove to his wife that he was still as athletic as ever. So he decided to hurdle a fence, a low fence. And now, three days later, he's still walking with a limp.
1: Oh, can't you walk a little faster, Riley? It's late.
2: Take it easy, Peg. I can't keep up with you. Don't forget, I got a gamey leg.
1: Well, it serves you right. Jumping over fences at your age.
2: What do you mean, my age? I'm only 38.
1: 38? <laughs> you mean 40. Well,
2: oh, okay, but if I'm 40, that makes you 37 instead of 35, like you tell people.
1: All right, you're only 38. Hmm. Now, come on. Try to walk a little faster. How
2: can I walk faster when I'm limping like this? Gee whiz, you think a wife would show a little sympathy. This might be serious. Well,
1: then why not go see a doctor? I've been telling you that for the last three days.
2: Oh, no. Nothing doing. I ain't throwing out my hard-earned money on doctors. Remember that doctor I went to three years ago? Gave me an examination from head to foot. My lungs, my heart, my eyes, everything. And in the end, what did he tell me? I ain't got no illness.
3: Well...
1: What's wrong with that?
2: When I pay out good money to doctors, I want to get something for it. Oh,
1: that's ridiculous.
2: Ten dollars he charged, and he had the nerve to ask for it right after the examination. Didn't trust me. Happened more than three years ago, but I'll never forget it. Not trusting me. As for that, I've got a good mind not to pay him. <laughs>
1: Just like a lot of other people. You always want to get medical advice without paying for it.
2: That ain't it. That ain't it at all. I just don't believe in doctors. As far as I'm concerned... Hey, hey, look, ain't that Dr. Lang coming this way? The one who just moved in on our block?
1: Oh, yes, that's him. They say he's a wonderful doctor.
2: Oh, he is, huh? Uh, well, g- g- good evening, Dr. Lang. Yeah?
1: Oh, oh, good evening. Uh, Mr. Riley, Mrs. Riley, lovely night. Oh, yes,
3: isn't it? Yes, well,
2: good
1: Oh, uh, by the way, uh, doctor,
2: uh, there was something I wanted to ask you.
3: Yeah?
2: Uh, I uh, jumped over a fence and I, I hurt my leg. Of course, it's nothing really, but I just thought as long as we met like this... Your we... leg uh, pains you? Oh, uh, yeah. Kind of uh, shooting pain? Yeah, that's right. And there's a slight swelling around the joint? Yeah, yeah, that's right. What do you think I ought to do? There's only one thing I can suggest. Yeah? Yeah? Come and see me in my office tomorrow. <clears throat> <With that. laughs> well, how do you like that? What a cheapskate... I can't stand that type, crazy for a dollar. I ought to report him to the medical association.
1: <laughs> what for? For not giving you free advice on the street? You ought to be ashamed of yourself.
2: He's the one who ought to be ashamed. After all, he once took a vow to help suffering humanity, didn't he? Well,
1: yes, but. That well, I doesn't got a mean... good
2: mind to report him for breaking the oath of the hypocrites. <laughs>
1: oh, you're talking nonsense. Come on, let's get home.
2: Okay, okay, but mark my words. These doctors are. Look. Hmm? What now? Look, outside our house, there's been an accident. Look at that wrecked car.
1: that's not a wreck. That's Simon Vanderhopper's jalopy. He and Babs had a date tonight.
2: I thought I told you I don't want that no-good loafer going around with Babs.
1: Oh, Riley, Simon's a nice boy.
2: Yeah, some boy. 21 years old, and he still chews bubble gum.
1: (laughs) So what if he likes bubble gum? Well, you don't have
2: to keep mooching it for me. (laughs)
1: And he's not a loafer. He's still studying. He's taking up entomology. Ento-what? Entomology. He's studying all about insects.
2: Oh, so that accounts for the ants I seen last night. He's got to stop doing his homework in our kitchen. (laughs) And I tell you, he's got to stop seeing our beds.
1: Now, be Uh, sensible. Suppose Babs does like Simon a little. That isn't a catastrophe.
2: That's what you say. You once started off liking me a little, and now we're married.
1: (laughs) you talking about? Do you know what catastrophe means?
2: That's beside the point. Once and for all, I... Hey, they're not on the porch.
1: Look. Well, they're probably in the house. That's
2: just it. Simon's in the house with Babs alone.
1: Well, suppose they are alone. What of it?
2: I can see you've never been a boy.
3: <laughs>
1: Riley, don't be an old fogey. <laughs> Why, when you were courting me, my father left us alone in the living room because he understood young people. He saw eye to eye with the younger generation. Listen,
2: the only time I ever saw eye to eye with your father was through a keyhole. <laughs> Come on, I want to hear what they're saying.
1: Riley, now I won't have you eavesdropping. don't
2: eavesdropping. I got a right to stand on my own porch with my own ear to my own door. After all, I pay rent on that porch, and I own my ear free and clear.
1: Gosh, Dad,
4: it was swell of you to let me come in for a while.
1: Oh, I really shouldn't have. You'll have to go before my father gets home, Simon.
4: Fie on your father. Let's live dangerously.
3: <laughs> Gosh.
4: Gosh, this is a thrill, sitting on the same couch with you.
3: Oh, Simon...
1: You often sit on this couch with me
4: Yes, but your father always sits between us But don't worry Someday we'll have a couch of our own And a house, too Nothing elaborate Just a tiny two-room California bungalow We won't pay a cent more than $30,000
1: Simon, you stop talking about us having a house
4: I can't help it, Pads I love you I love you madly
1: (laughs) Oh, don't be a drip.
4: It's true I can't stand it any longer. I think of you day and night. I can't work on account of you. Why, yesterday in the lab, I took a spider and put it under the microscope. And when I looked in, what did I see? You.
1: (laughs) Simon, you really have to go
3: now.
4: Well, first you must kiss me. Kiss me wildly, passionately. Right here, on my forehead.
3: (laughs) For heaven's sake, Simon, what's gotten
1: into you?
4: That's the way I am, Babs. Don't let my appearance fool you. On the surface, I'm like a quiet lake, smooth and calm. But I got a terrific (laughs) undertow. I I love you. I love you madly.
1: All right, Simon, save it for next time. You go home now.
4: All right. But first, I want to feel two arms around my neck and... Oh, you want two arms
2: around your neck, do you?
1: (laughs) Mr. Riley, you're choking me. Daddy! Riley, leave Simon alone.
2: Simon... Get out of this house.
1: Oh, gosh, what did I do? Oh, Daddy, why do you always make a scene when Simon's here?
2: I told you a thousand times I don't want you hanging around with this... this couch slouch.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Give me a chance, Mr. Riley. Let me stay and I'll never sit next to Babs on the couch again. Well... We'll sit on the love seat. Simon, out.
1: Go on now. Please, Riley.
4: Mr. Riley, uh, I love Babs. I want to give her my name. I want to marry her.
2: Hey, do you hear that? He admits it. He wants to take our little Babs away from us. And call her Vanderhopper yet.
4: Oh, no, Mr. Riley, don't look at it like that. When I marry Babs, you won't lose a daughter. You'll gain a son. Because I'll move in.
2: <laughs> Simon, get out of this house!
1: Simon. Bebs,
2: I said you can't see Simon, and that's final. My head's made up. Now, stop pestering me. This leg of mine's given me enough trouble.
1: Oh, uh, Riley, I got to go to that meeting now. Here's another hot compress. Oh,
2: thanks, Duncan. Won't do any good, though. Well,
1: then, for heaven's sake, see a doctor.
2: Oh, no. No, 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 doctors. I'm letting nature cure me. Nature is the best doctor. Besides, nature don't send you a bill. <laughs>
1: Please let me go Simon got two tickets for the football game tonight And they're so hard to get
2: Oh, so it's a
3: football game,
2: huh? That settles it No daughter of mine is going to go to no football game I've seen what goes on at those games There's more huddles in the grandstand than on the field
3: I think you're unfair
2: Unfair? Me? Nobody can say I'm undemocratic I say you can't go But I'm willing to have your mother vote, too it's up to you, Peg.
1: I think she ought to go with Simon.
2: In that case, I got only one alternative. I'm using my veto.
1: <laughs> oh, Mother. I'm sorry, Babs, dear. Well, I haven't got time to stand here and argue. I'm late now. You'll have to settle this with your father. Good night. I'll try not to be late.
3: All
2: right. Daddy. No. If it was any boy except Simon, Oh, I... you're mean. Babs, darling. I'm only doing this for you. It ain't easy to be a father. Ask your mother. (laughs) You see, a father is like a dentist. He may hurt you when he pulls a tooth, but it's for your own good. And that's why I don't want you going around with a cavity like Simon.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's Simon now. What'll I tell him? Nothing.
2: I'll do all to tell him. You sit there. Oh, good evening, Mr. Riley. Good night, Simon.
3: Wait!
4: I just came to tell Babs I can't take her out tonight.
2: You what? What do you mean by breaking a date with my daughter?
1: Simon! You can't take me?
4: No, I gotta go out with my uncle. He just got into town. He's out in the car. Oh, go on. Go with your uncle. Babs don't want you anyway.
5: Simon, my boy, I couldn't help overhearing. I didn't know you had a date tonight. Now, I won't have you breaking it on my account.
2: Don't worry, he ain't. He's breaking it on my account
5: Oh,
4: Uh, Uncle, this is Mr. Riley, and this is Miss Riley, and this is my uncle, Dr. Lucius Vanderhopper.
5: Well, how do you do, Miss Riley? How do you do? Delighted to know you, sir. Did you
2: say, uh, doctor?
5: Yes. Oh, of course. Well, 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 I'm
2: glad to know you, doctor. Am I happy to meet you? (laughs) Well, thank you, sir.
5: Now, may I offer a bit of advice? Advice? For free? Well, it's this way. You see, I was just about to suggest that Simon forget about me and keep his date with your charming daughter...
4: But Uncle Mr. Riley
2: won't let me take Babs out. Simon, darling, where do you hear these rumors?
3: <laughs>
2: I insist you take my daughter. And you can leave your doctor here with me. But, Daddy, you said. That... You've got to stop listening to what I say, honey. Now, listen to what I say. <laughs> Get your coach. You mustn't keep our sweet Simon waiting. Uh, come right in,
5: Doctor. Oh, no, no. I-, I wouldn't think of imposing. The youngsters can drop me at my hotel. As a matter of fact, I've got a talk to prepare for the convention tomorrow. Oh, you talk too, Doctor? Yes,
4: Uncle's one of the most famous specialists. Oh, no, no, no! A nephew. specialist? I insist you come in.
1: I'm ready, Simon. Good night, Dr. Vanderhopper. Good
2: night, good night Daddy. Good night. good night. So long, kids. Have a good time. And don't worry about coming home early, Babs. When you're with Simon, you're perfectly safe. Now, come on in, Doc. Here, here let me have your bed.
5: Well, uh... I don't know, Mr. Riley. Of course, Riley. If you
2: think it'll be too boring
5: for you. Oh, no, not at all. I'm sure we can find something in common to talk about. Ah,
2: you bet. When it comes to talking about something common, I'm your man.
4: Gosh, Babs, your father sure took a liking to Uncle Lucius.
1: I guess he was impressed when he found out he's a doctor. If I know Daddy, he's going to tell your uncle all about that pain in his leg.
4: If he did, he'd be wasting his time.
1: Oh, doesn't your uncle like to give people free advice?
4: Oh, it isn't that. Uncle Lucius can't give advice to people. He's a horse doctor. Hmm.
5: Cozy little place you have here, Mr. Riley. Well, thanks, Doctor. It was chilly outside.
3: Oh.
2: Well, maybe you'd care for a little drink, huh? Uh, just a nip?
5: Huh? I don't mind if I do. Yeah.
2: Cocoa or milk?
5: <laughs> oh, I won't trouble you.
2: Oh, well, well, make yourself at home. Here, let me have your coat. I'll hang it in the closet. Thank you. Your hat. Oh, yes. Uh, and your bag. I might as well put that in the closet, too.
5: Well, here you are. Oh, watch, you don't drop it. I've got all my medicine and instruments in there.
2: Oh, you have? Well, in that case, we'd better take it into the living room. After you, doctor.
0: (laughs) Well, Riley is entertaining an interesting guest this evening, Dr. Lucius Vanderhopper, the uncle of his daughter's boyfriend, Simon Vanderhopper. And K.G. Riley hopes, before the evening is over, to get some free medical advice for a pain in his leg. Unfortunately, our clever hero is unaware of one important fact. Dr. Vanderhopper happens to be a horse doctor. Yes, sir,
2: doctor. I got a pretty important job in that plant, even if I do say so myself. My boss, Mr. Stevenson, says they can't build those planes without me. That's very
5: interesting.
2: Well, it's
5: getting late. Yeah,
2: right through the war, I turned out them planes practically single-handed. Why, if it hadn't have been for me, you know what would have happened? American pilots would have been flying over Berlin without any planes. I, uh, hope I ain't boring you. No, no, no.
5: Well, I'll be running along.
2: Oh, no, 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 don't don't go yet. I've been talking about my profession. Now I ought to give you a chance to talk about your racket.
5: Well,
3: I...
2: Speaking about medicine, I know of an interesting case that you might find interesting. This case, I, uh... I heard about it through a friend of mine. See, and well, it, it began with a terrific pain in the right leg, right here, but below the knee. See, it's swollen
5: too. Hmm. Sounds like rheumatism. Rheumatism. Uh, unless there's a history of a blow.
2: Yeah, well, you know, that's it. The, the leg got hurt jumping over a high fence.
5: Oh, frisky creature, huh?
2: Oh uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> kind of frisky, I guess.
5: <laughs> well, you never can tell what that type will do. If you get too close to them, they're liable to kick you in the face.
2: Well, this, this creature
5: ain't that frisky.
2: <laughs> uh, interesting case, huh? But I, I, I guess there's a cure for it, huh? Uh, what did you say, Doc?
5: Nothing. Oh.
2: But I, I don't want you to think that I'm... Trying to get free advice.
5: Oh, no, no, don't worry about that. People try it every day. But I can smell a chiseler a mile off.
2: I guess I'll open a window. It's getting a little stuffy in here.
5: Mr. Riley, about that case you mentioned... Uh,
2: Yes, yes, yes,
5: yes. It's obviously a muscular strain. As a matter of fact, that's my specialty. I'd like to have a look at that leg.
2: Oh, I don't think that's possible. You you see, my friend, uh, he... uh, can't afford it. He's already spent a fortune on doctors.
5: Oh, in that case, I wouldn't think of charging a fee. No fee?
2: Well, gee, that's swell of you. No fee. Well, no wonder you're such a successful doctor. Uh,
5: Hand me my bag, please. Yeah,
2: here it is. Lucky for me you had it with you.
5: (laughs) Now, first, here's a bottle of my specially prepared liniment. Have your friend apply that to the leg three times daily.
2: Oh, thanks. This ought to do the trick, huh?
5: Uh, Yes, but external treatment isn't enough. Long years of experiment have shown me that a special diet and internal medication go a long way in speeding up muscular therapy. So, uh, here's what I advise. Yes, 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 yes. Here's a box of pills, mm-hmm. one to be given after each feeding. I got you. But the most important thing is diet. Uh, I'll just jot it down here. Yeah, yeah,
2: go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
5: It's a very simple diet, but it must be followed scrupulously. There you
2: are. Oh, thanks, Doctor. Thanks. I I appreciate this. Uh, Especially the part about no fee. Uh, Believe me, I'm going to recommend you to all my friends.
5: Oh, forget it. I'm
2: sure this'll fix the leg up.
5: Yes, as a matter of fact, I had a similar case last week in Chicago. Well, as you were
2: saying, Doc. Uh, It's getting late. Here's your bag. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I sure put one over on that, Doctor. And I feel sorry
6: for the old boy.
2: Well, it's like the old saying, the doctor's the last one to get paid.
6: Correction. The doctor's not always the last. <laughs>
3: uh,
6: who, who, who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
6: Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Digger. I feel great. Glad to see you anyway. (laughs) Uh, What are you doing around here, Digger? Oh, I'm on my way to see a movie. I hear it's superb. Uh,
2: What movie is that?
6: Nobody Lives Forever.
2: (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah. Uh,
6: It's about gangsters. Oh, it is? Goody, I'm very fond of gangster pictures. Bogart dangling with Alan Ladd. Bogart mangling Sydney Greenstreet, Bogart strangling Peter Lorre. I adore Humphrey, he's so gay. <laughs> Would you care to join me, Riley? No,
2: uh, no, no. I got to get home. I just came out to get some stuff for a diet the doctor gave me. You see, I got a sprain in my leg.
6: A diet for a sprain?
2: Yeah, I got it all written down here. Here, here it is. Right Let me see. Yeah.
6: A doctor recommended this. He must be a quack. A quack? Honest?
2: You think he's given me the business?
6: Judging by this, he's giving me the business.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But
2: but, but this guy's a great doctor, a specialist. You're like a lot of people, prejudiced against doctors.
6: Oh, not I. Some of my best friends are doctors, believe me. (laughs) But take my advice. Look into this diet very carefully before you go farther. No,
2: no, I know what I'm doing. But, Riley... I'm going to try it.
6: Very well. Have it your way. But if you do, someday your epitaph may read something like this. Here lies Riley who went on a diet. He kept shouting, I'll try it. Now he's lying here, quiet. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off.
1: Here, Dumplin', in the kitchen.
2: Oh, hello, dear. How's... Riley, what are you eating? Oats. <laughs> They're delicious. Have some. You're
1: eating oats?
2: Yeah, yeah, and apples. You better get some more, though. I can only find a dozen in the icebox.
1: You you ate up the whole... Riley, what are oh, you... Oh, excuse
2: me, Dumplin', i got to have my dessert. Mmm, delicious.
1: What are you eating now?
2: Lump of sugar. I got to eat one lump an hour.
1: You're out of your mind. Oh,
2: don't get excited, Duffman. This is my new diet. I found a great doctor. What doctor? Simon's uncle. He was here tonight, and he gave me advice for my leg, and I didn't have to pay him a cent.
1: But I never heard of a diet for a sore leg. Oh,
2: it's great. I guarantee you in three weeks I'll be as strong as a horse.
1: <laughs> but what can diet... Oh, he gave
2: me some pills, too, in this box here. Look. See? Let
1: me see, though. Watch
2: out. They're falling out. But they're pills. What do they look like?
1: Golf balls.
2: (laughs) Now, Peg, be sensible.
1: You ask me to be sensible. Look at you. Oats, a sink full of apple cores, lump sugar. And what you've done to the house, it smells like a stable. Oh, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, my liniment. Oh, Riley, are you sure this Uncle Simon knows what he's doing?
2: He's a great specialist, famous, only... Only he ain't too smart <laughs> Boy, I sure put one over on him <laughs>
3: Well, good night, Simon Oh, there's the kid. Can I come
4: in for a while back? Oh, I don't think Daddy well, will Well, of course be. he
2: can come in Come in, come in, Simon, darling
3: Oh, hello, Mother hello, dear. Hi, Daddy Good evening, Mr.
4: Riley Hello, Mrs. Riley Say, hey, that uncle of yours is a great doctor He's the best in his line. Yeah, he's been
2: telling me all about his work
4: Oh, he's had some very interesting cases Did he tell you about the one in Chicago last week that got hurt jumping a fence? Well, no, no, he
2: started to, but, uh, well, what
4: happened? Well, my uncle worked on him for days, but finally he had to put him out of his misery. Ah, that's the kind of a doctor I like. I got... (laughs) Put him out of his misery? (laughs) How? With a pill. One, two, three, it's all over.
3: Oh,
1: Simon, I never heard of such a thing.
4: Why, sure, every horse doctor does that.
2: (laughs) Horse doctor? Your uncle's a horse doctor? Why, Sure. What a revolting development this is.
3: <laughs>
1: Why, Daddy, didn't you know? Horse oh, Doctor. Oh, oh, Riley. And you thought you were smart. he oats. Oh. Well,
2: I thought it hey, wasn't my... I, how could I... Simon, get out of this stable! <laughs> What did I do? Get out before I... Holy smoke, I almost forgot I got a phone. Lucky I found out in time. But,
1: Daddy, who are you phoning? Mr.
2: Stevenson, my boss. Mr. Stevenson? Hello, boss. This is Riley. Listen, you know that doctor I recommended to you for your wife? Well, don't use him. Never mind, why not? Don't let him treat your wife unless you want to enter her in the Kentucky
0: Derby. We'll be back in half a minute. <laughs> Sore gums mean one thing. You must avoid further gum irritation. Change from toothpaste or powder to teal, the non-abrasive liquid dentifrice. Teal not only makes teeth sparkling clean, but because teal is a liquid, it actually reduces the irritating effect of the brush itself. That's T-E-E-L, teal. Teal. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Peg, I learned my lesson. Next time I want medical advice, I'm going to pay for it. After all, doctors got to live.
1: Well, now you're showing some sense for a change.
2: What's more, I'm going to pay up all our doctor bills that are outstanding, too. Hmm.
1: About time, too.
2: Oh, don't do no harm. Let them wait a while. I got all the bills here. Let's see. Dr. Jubilee, December 1945,
1: $28. Oh, that was for Junior's tonsils.
2: Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's another. August 1943, $6. Oh, that was when you swallowed that fish ball. Oh, yeah. Here's one. June 1930, Dr. Bernstein balanced $12. What's that for?
1: Oh, that was when Babs was born.
2: What? Peg, <laughs> hey, you realize what this means? We still don't own Babs outright.
0: Roger Gamble, makers of Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, invites you to be their guests next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The Life of Riley is produced for Teal by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. The script is by Robin Shipp and Alan Lipscott. Music by Luke Kosloff. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow, Digger Odell is John Brown, Babs is Barbara Eiler, Simon is Warren Mills, and Dr. Vanderhopper is Fred Shields. This is Ken Carpenter on behalf of Teal, inviting you to listen again next week to The Life of Riley. And remember, for lovely smiles, it's T-E-E-L, teal. Teal, the amazing liquid
3: dentifrice, protects teeth beautifully.